Welcome to the Strong Savvy Cyclist and Triathlete Podcast, where we talk strength training, science, and all things performance for cyclists and triathletes, helping you be a stronger, more savvy athlete now and for many years to come. Here's your host, Menachem Brody. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 141 of the Strong Savvy Cyclist and Triathlete Podcast. This week, we're going to get into a listener or subscriber question, and I'm very excited to cover this. Uh, It is, how do I choose a strength training program that will actually help me for my cycling or triathlon? And this is a question I get quite often, uh, is one of the reasons behind the last couple of weeks. If you've been on the HV Training newsletter, I've been sending out uh, emails, asking questions, and when people respond back, uh, we have an honest conversation. And if I think I can help you on a phone call or a Zoom call, uh, I ask you to do so. We jump on and we find the right plan for you. And that doesn't always mean that I'm the right fit. Um, and that's part of today's answer, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. And I'm, I'm really pumped to get through this email from V um, and really excited to share it with you. But first, before we get into how do you choose a strength training program that's right for you, let's do a quick update of what's been going on here at HV Training the last week of rather leading into the week of October 15th, 2022. Sorry, still new at this. Let's get into it. All right, so this past week has been quite intense and uh, in a very good way. Um, This past weekend were the UCI World Championships for track. And uh, in just our second year of the program here in Israel Cycling Federation track program, we now, and I'm getting goosebumps just saying this out loud, we have a rider who finished 12th place, 12th place in the points race and fifth place in the elimination race. And this is the second year of the track program. And uh, I can take a little bit of credit for this, but uh, the vast majority goes to those riders uh, and the head coach, the performance management uh, coach, I guess you'd say, or director, Steve McEwen. Now, if you've been in the track world, you'll recognize the name because Steve ran the Netherlands program for, I think, 12 years or so and really built it uh, into what it is today. And it's a powerhouse. I mean, there are so many riders on the track uh, that are absolutely phenomenal coming out of the Netherlands. And um, these last two years are just a testament to Steve and his knowledge and his experience. Um, He's a true joy to sit down and talk with and to work with. I I really enjoy our conversations. Um, We have a nice back and forth. Uh, on a personal level and on a professional level. I mean, it really is um, just a joy to be a part of this program. So huge, huge results. Uh, Congrats to uh, uh, Alon and Rotem for your races. You guys, you know, clipped in and did the hard work and showed up consistently. Uh, And these are guys that I've worked with uh, a number of of weeks throughout the year, twice a week, um, and gotten to know fairly well. And uh, it's just really exciting to be a part of this. And I I know we have a, a long road ahead still, but uh, I think it's unprecedented to, to have uh, top 12, two top 12 in your second year in the track program. So uh, we celebrate a little bit, we reflect, and then we figure out how we can do better and keep building. So really exciting uh, weekend there. On the other side of things, um, we are moving. So this podcast is going up late uh, for two reasons. One, it's the holidays or the end of the holidays here. Um, so uh, my son has not been in school. Uh, we've also been packing to move. Uh, we're moving out of Tel Aviv to a city not that far from here uh, called Kiryadono, just a little bit slower pace of life, a little bit more family-oriented. Uh, Tel Aviv is a fantastic city. We both uh, are sad to leave, uh, but also it's time. 
It's time. It's a, a very busy city. They're doing lots of construction, building light rail, lots of new buildings going up in Kiriadono. It tends to be a little bit more uh, younger families, um, and uh, we just think that it'll be uh, a nicer pace for us. So um, that's part of the reason why I couldn't get to the microphone with all the boxes here back in the office, but uh, it's been a, a busy week, and even still, uh, we've managed to uh, do a great job uh, of teamwork. My in-laws are here actually today, so I can record this and my wife can can work. Um, and uh, she and I have just made a commitment during the stressful time to move more. So uh, what we do is we go for evening walks uh, before dinner. She, I give her her workout, put her through the workout, uh, me and my son play. Uh, he is quite the gymnast. He enjoys the TRX and hanging out on it. Uh, he is quite good at it as well as jumping and running. Um, and I get my workouts uh, early morning. So uh, we've been consistent. Both she and I have gotten three or four workouts a week for the last couple of weeks. Uh, and it really is amazing when you prioritize your strength training, how much better uh, everything else feels. And uh, we'll talk about that in today's episode. Um, in uh, Well, right now, let's get over to how to choose your strength training plan that will actually help you as a cyclist. Okay, let's get into today's email question. So I got this email a short time ago. Uh, I'll just read it off to you and then we'll get into answering the question. Hey Brody, uh, first it's great to hear you're back on the podcast again. Uh, Really enjoy your show and learn quite a bit. I have a question for you. How do I choose a strength training program that will actually help me? I see lots of low price, and then he has in parentheses, or, or she, it just says V uh, as a sign-off, so I'm not sure, uh, cheap programs on training peaks, but I'm not sure about those who wrote them and if it'll help me. And I'm taking a little bit of a guess here what that language means, and we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, most of them seem to be generic strength programs thrown together, labeled, quote-unquote, for cyclists, or they have... Or they are just tons of lower body and core exercises. Help. Signed, V. Um, So I'm I'm guessing him or her. uh, The email address is just letters and numbers. So um, can't really tell from there. But uh, so let's break this down uh, real quick. Because this is, again, a really common question I get. uh, And one one of the reasons why I'm jumping on phone calls with people. uh, Because a lot of it is confusing. So let me open up Training Peaks here and take a look. Because that's where uh, V is looking at programs. Is that right? Uh, I see lots of low-priced, cheap programs on Training Peaks. Yeah, okay. So there's a number of considerations to to take here. And I'm going to start. I'm not going to name names. uh, That's not what we're here for. Um, What I want to do is try and help you make a better informed decision here. So when we look at... Uh, training peaks. We have to remember that they have their own algorithm. Same with Train Heroic or any other marketplace that has pre-made training plans for sale. So what that means is that these are going to usually be sorted by the best seller. And the platform is going to do that because the platform sees, hey, these are popular, so they must be good. So we want to get this in front of more people. Now, that isn't always necessarily the case. So we need to be careful and become better consumers or more informed consumers. And what I'm going to do here is, again, I'm not naming names. I'm going to try and and use um, a little bit of broad strokes because there's a lot of different approaches to strength training and many of them can work for you. So what I'm going to talk about is a little bit of my perspective, having been doing this for 20-something, 24, 25 years, and being familiar with, with kind of what's out there. So 
when we go to Training Peaks or Train Heroic, we know that it's going to be sorted by bestseller. Now, Train Heroic, you can also go through and you can filter it for uh, cyclists or for triathletes. Let's actually um, pull that up. It is um, Marketplace dot uh, train heroic there we go so when you go through usually what it's going to do is show you the, the plans that are most popular so that can be popular through um, ratings that's number one uh, number number two could be because of sales so the most popular sale uh, sold program uh, and number three is it could be um, just what the platform algorithm is pulling for that week or month whatever they have because some of the platforms do have you go through uh, and will kind of um, randomize a little bit. So they're trying to test and see uh, what will actually work for you. So there's a lot of different uh, ways that this can happen. So if it's going to be done through the ratings, and I think that's what Training Peaks is. I know um, Train Heroic looks that way. And the interesting thing about Train Heroic is that there's only one coach there who has ratings, and that is not me. Um, and that's okay. I'm just saying that to, to share uh, and be transparent as possible. So when it comes to ratings, this comes down to a number of things. Number one is reaching out to people after they purchase a plan and asking them to rate it. It can also be done in the plan. Uh, and this can be a little bit challenging. So it depends on where and how the creator of that training plan is getting the reviews. And, and we as consumers don't know um, so one of the things that I'm not very good at is asking people for reviews. I'm getting better at that with my business coach helping me out uh, and another coach helping me as well. Um, but one of the things that we need to be wary of is at what point have they been asked for reviews? So for some folks, it'll be at the peak of optimism. So we go through uh, this the stages of adaptation, both psychologically and physically. And sometimes people ask for a review after just two or three weeks in. Say, hey, if you haven't done it already, can you please review this training plan? Now, if I'm not mistaken, I think Training Peaks makes you wait until the end. So it's a little bit more reliable. Uh, train Heroic, I don't know. Um, so if it is rated or if it is being listed by bestsellers from ratings, um, those ratings, for the most part, tend to be true, right? So there's a top selling coach here. There's two of them, one of whom has actually been on the uh, podcast here. Um, so you've heard him, uh, 51 reviews, 4.65 stars. Uh, and then another one is 4.64 stars and 45 reviews. So those are the two best selling uh, on the training peaks. Now, for Train Heroic, uh, it just lists the you know five star and 4.33, and there's five reviews and let's see, my computer's a little bit slow, five reviews and six ratings. So you're, you're getting a little bit of ratings. There's no real breakdown, uh, just 4.33 out of five, six people rated. But we need to keep in mind um, when and where were these people asked and how does a platform uh, go through this? So we wanna make sure people have actually gone through the program and used it. Um, so this is where we start, number one, is ask other people what programs they've used. So that's the easy one, that's called social proof. And this is where we can start to get a better idea of who's out there. So I know that there is a number of coaches, myself included, who have not been as active uh, in putting their strength training programs onto Training Peaks. Um, for me, at least, it's just not the best delivery where you have to open a Training Peaks and then it opens a link and then you have to watch a video and then you have to go back and log it separate. Um, I just found it very clunky and, and I think it, it detracts from how the program is uh, delivered and the ability of the individual to go through uh, and track their progress. 
And that's just me, but I eventually went along the route of Training Peaks mostly because that's where most of you are. You're on the Training Peaks marketplace. And, you know, I'm not that great at website and SEO and all this other stuff. So it just gives me a higher likelihood of finding the right match. But number one is social proof. So asking other people, um, who do they know that have strength training programs that they've liked, that they've done through? And then you want to go through and ask them those questions of how did you feel going through that program? What, what were you sore? Um, what type of results did you see? How quickly did you see it? What did you like about the program? What didn't you like about the program? And you're going through social proof. And that's the same thing with bestsellers, right? So that's also, also a social proof status because it's a bestseller. The platform is telling you, hey, this is popular. Um, now let's go back to V's question here. Uh, v as in Vendetta, although I'm sure that's not your name. Maybe it's Vern or Veronica. Uh, that would be my guess off the top of my head. Um, how do I choose a strength training program that will actually help me? So usually when it comes to what will actually help you, uh, these first two Definitely the first one of looking at, at the ratings or, or how the website listed by bestseller or top rated isn't necessarily the best way to go. In fact, it's going to be, you know, third or fourth on the list. So we're going to stick with training peaks here uh, moving forward because he says, uh, I see a lot of, or she, I see a lot of low price, cheap programs on training peaks, but I'm not sure about those who wrote them and if it will help me. So I'm, I'm reading between the lines here, and maybe I'm, I'm misinterpreting this. So V, if you are listening, um, shoot me an email to clarify, and I can I can correct this if needed. But I'm guessing you're, when you say, I'm not sure about those who wrote them, it, I'm guessing you're talking about their background as far as writing strength training programs. That, that, that's what I'm guessing, uh, because a lot of the really great cycling and triathlon coaches may not be that great at writing strength training programs because it's completely different. And, and the reason I'm guessing this uh, is because V says in the next sentence, most seem to just be generic strength programs thrown together and labeled quote unquote for cyclists. So I'm guessing you're a cyclist. I'm adding triathlon. Uh, or they are just tons of lower body and core exercises. So that's where I'm reading between the lines and kind of bouncing off of that. And I would say for the most part, this is a really fair assessment. Um, you know, I've that was part of my push to get into um, the Training Peaks Marketplace. Uh, is I saw a number of cheap training plans on here with uh, that were written by well-meaning coaches. Like I want to make sure that we're very clear about that. I, I don't know a single coach who has gone and written a pre-made training plan because they just want to make money. Like these are people who are doing the best they can. They do a little bit of research, put things together, uh, and then they try and sell. They want to help people. That's that's why they're doing this. You know, I've I've yet to actually meet a coach who's like, yeah, money is my number one driver. Every single coach I've ever talked to says I coach because I want to help people. And um, when we look at the pricing on Training Peaks or Train Heroic or any other marketplace. And I've listed mine on a bunch that have gone under. They never really took off. Um, there is, it's difficult because there's no, there was one marketplace who said the, the minimum price I think was $29.99 or $29 or $30. It was, it was around that mark. And a number of people had a problem with that. And I was in the forum and just kind of watching the background, but essentially uh, what these folks were doing, and I'm painting in broad strokes here, so I'm generalizing and I don't know this for a fact, but what I, I, I learned in that forum was very interesting. 
is there are a number of people out there, at least in those markets, I don't know about Training Peaks or Train Heroic, um, that were essentially pricing really low at the beginning because they wanted to get to the best seller list. Uh, and again, I want to stress this was not Training Peaks and this was not Train Heroic. These are four or five marketplaces that never took off, but this is what these folks were doing. Um, they wanted to sell cheap. Then they solicited at you know, it looked like around three or four weeks in when they knew that things would be working well uh, for reviews. Hey, can you give me a five-star review um, and, and, you know, help me out? And then after they got enough to be in the top spot, they would raise the price, you know, four or five dollars and then see if it would continue to sell and then raise it another four or five dollars. And at a certain point uh, in the one marketplace that actually kind of took off after the person had... I don't remember. It was close to 100, I think, reviews, something like that. It's been years, and I don't have any notes on this, so I'm going by memory. But I remember it was around 100 reviews. They jacked their price up all the way past mine, and mine was the most expensive, quote-unquote, on the platform at, like, I think it was $60 or something or 59 bucks, and they jacked it up to 99 And I was like, well, wait a minute. That is okay. That's a little bit odd. Now, to, to a business person, that would make sense. You get proof. You get social proof, you test the water, and then once you see you have a, a working product, you can raise the price because demand is going to be high. I don't see that in the training peaks. Uh, I actually see the opposite. I, I see more coaches coming in, uh, pricing below twenty dollars. I, I see, you know, V. I'm totally with you. I see lots of you know nine and twelve for for twelve weeks, and um, there was one here for uh, half a year for twenty nine dollars, and this leads us to the next point of figuring out. And actually, before we get to that, um, how do I know that they asked for the ratings at week three or four is because this is before I was married, before I had a kid. Uh, so I had a lot of time on my hands between my, my coaching uh, sessions that I had. So like I was on that platform probably three or four times a day. Uh, I was working, I'm seven hours ahead of Eastern Standard Time. So I was constantly going on and checking and I remember seeing their, their plan go up. And then after week three, week four, like after the second week, they had like 40 reviews. And I'm like, how is that possible for a 12 week? And I contacted the platform and they said, yeah, you can rate it at any point in time. You can rate it, you know, after the first week, essentially. Um, so that's what the person was doing is was soliciting. And before the program was even complete. Now, that's not to say that the program was bad. I'm just saying that they're capturing and it's very savvy from a, a business standpoint of you're catching people when they're really excited about something. Um, and I tend to wait for reviews until the end of the program, uh, plus another week or two. And that's when I tend to ask like, hey, if you don't mind, take this quick survey and, and let me know how I did. Now, let's get to the, the next step, though, um, of, of what you would want to do. So we talked about looking at the platforms and understanding how you know it sorts either bestseller or the suggestions uh, and knowing that there's some type of algorithm back there. And we need to take the ratings with a little bit of a grain of salt. Now, the next step is actually the same thing, but a little bit differently. So if you look at Training Peaks, they rate it, uh, rank them, sort them by bestsellers, weeks, hours per week, price, or rating. So this goes a little bit counterintuitive, but my next step would be go to ratings and rating it from high to low. And the reason I would do this is you want to get an idea as to who has a really highly rated program, because that will help with step four. So remember, step one is to look at the sorting. 
uh, on the website. What does it suggest? Number two is to ask a friend. And this is number three is to go and change it. So it goes ratings from high to low. Now, as soon as we do that for training peaks, the top five change, the top seven change significantly. Uh, yours truly is no longer rated on the first page, but I don't care because I want to get you guys the information you need to decide for yourself. Now, the first page uh, is by uh, a large program, and we'll talk about that in a couple of steps from here uh, because we need to understand who it is. But the second one is a 12-week program by Aaron Carsons from ECFIT. It's ECFIT Dr. Stacy Sims Strength Series 2. Well, isn't that interesting? Aaron is literally a world-class strength coach who has 25, 30 years of experience in the field working with real people. And if we do a little bit of digging, we will quickly find that she is working with real people and also a lot of the top professionals. So isn't that interesting where the platform is just absolutely filled with $20 and less programs um, but Erin, when we go to filter ratings high to low, she's number two with six five-star ratings. So this is why we've got to look at it a bunch of different ways. Um, why am I mentioning her by name? I like Erin. Uh, I don't have a problem. I, I'm not going to get any vagueness. Now, the next three uh, other three people who she's surrounded by, one is a large system, which we'll talk about in a minute. Another is a triathlon coach. Uh, and another is uh, also, he's been on the podcast, actually, Tim Cusick. I work with him uh, quite a bit. So I'll mention his name as well. Um, and here's the thing is this is not for or against. Um, here's another one. Here's one by uh, another triathlon coach, right? So when we look through this and we go through the five-star ratings, yeah, there might not be as many, but it changes the criteria to help us understand, you know, who has got a really good rating because maybe it's not about how much you sell. It's about how high quality the program is. So that's our third is to change the criteria to ratings uh, because that can kind of filter through. Now on a downside for that, um, what I do is very different than what most strength coaches do. So I think my program on there has like 3.64 or 3.67 out of five stars. Um, and I understand why I, I look at whoever buys my plan and I kind of look at what they're doing. Um, so I kind of understand where those folks are coming from and it's difficult when you get something different. Um, so that's going to be where we tie into step number four. So number one ratings on the website. Look at a couple different marketplaces if you have the option. Number two is ask a friend. Number three is sort by rating as opposed, you know, five-star rating as opposed to bestsellers. Number four is start doing some research on the folks who write the programs. So if you go to the interwebs and you Google Aaron Carson or you Google Tim Cusick uh, or you Google Menachem Brody or just Brody for cyclist, whatever it may be, um, you will quickly find a litany of written and video and Instagram and Facebook where you can start to learn more about this person and their approach. And this is really, really important because choosing the strength training plan that's right for you. Remember, that was the question. How do I choose a strength training program that will actually help me? That's what V asked. How do I choose a strength training program that will actually help me? So this isn't, you know, what looks good. It's like, I want to do a little bit of research and figure out what's going to help me. That's where we've got to put some some legwork in. And it doesn't mean you have to spend hours on hours digging into to the coach, but go and look them up. You want to find out three significant or vital pieces of equipment. Number one, 
have they worked with people on strength training in person for at least five years? And I'll tell you why in a minute. And there's a little bit of an exception there, but even then we'd want five years because why five years? We are going to purchase a pre-made program. We want this person who is writing this and using mind maps to have at least, let's say, five hours a week of, of strength training with people in person. Uh, so let's look, it's five hours a week times 52, that's 260 uh, hours a year times five, that's 1,300. So that, that's a little bit shorter than I thought. So it'll be a little bit more. We'd need six hours. I want 1,500 hours of actual training people. Why? Because you have to go through working with people in person to be able to write a good strength training program. 1,500 hours to me is the bare minimum where you are competent and able to write a very good strength training program. That's going to check most of the boxes. Now, that doesn't mean that if you go to your gym and there's a new trainer there who's very smart and you like, um, they have a good approach and you're talking with them and, and they're listening to you and they're trying different things and they're working with you. And here's a key. You're repeating the same exercises week to week and you're getting better progressively. Either it's more time under tempo or more time under tension or a little bit more reps or a little bit more weight or going backwards from the weight or the reps and focusing on technique. That's a good trainer. You can have a beginner trainer in person and work with them because you have that communication. They can see you. You can see them. You're able to say, hey, this feels good. Hey, this doesn't feel good. When you're buying a pre-made program, you are essentially relying 100% on this person having good experience, a good idea of where you're coming to meet them for this strength training program. So you've got to be very careful about the background. So again, Erin has 30 plus years of experience working with real people. Uh, again, she was here on the podcast a number of episodes ago. Um, absolutely fantastic human being. Uh, I can't remember what episode she was. I think it was like uh, in the 60s, if I'm not mistaken. So quite a while ago. Um, so you can go back and listen to that. Um, but you want to know who is this coach? How much strength training experience do you have? There we go. Episode 89, Aaron Carson on strength training for triathlon performance. Um, so you want to know who this coach is, what type of experience in person do they have? Now, if they don't have in-person experience, and you can reach out and email pretty much any of these coaches, by the way. So don't feel like, oh, it's not listed here. Look on the website. Most coaches are, are savvy enough um, or smart enough that they have links to their websites here um, or they have an about. So uh, about Dr. So-and-so, uh, they were designed by so-and-so. They have an MS in nutrition, certified strength and conditioning specialist out of such and such city and state, um, is a coach for... Da, 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 da. So here you hear that this person has hands-on, but go and check them out. Read through and understand a little bit about them before you go ahead and purchase. And that's really, really important. So that's step number four. I'd say spend, you know, set a timer, spend around 45 minutes to an hour and a half digging around a little bit. And it may be it takes you 15, 20 minutes. You look at a couple uh, of their highly popular pieces of content, be it blog post, a podcast, interview, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook post, whatever your uh, soup du jour is or whatever you prefer to play in, you find a piece of content that's popular, watch it, but also go through and find some of their pieces of content that are less popular, not as highly watched. 
and take a look and listen and, and hear what they have to say. Sometimes it's just a bad piece of content. The, the sound came out weird or the editing wasn't that great, but the information there is phenomenal. And you go, you know what? They really truly understand what they're talking about. And I feel comfortable taking advice from this person in a pre-made training plan. And I think that I know that I feel comfortable with them because I think they have enough of a mental mind map and experience to understand uh, what I would need. Okay, so that's our top four criteria. So look at the website in the marketplace, what it suggests to you. Number two is ask a friend or a number of friends actually. Number three is then to go and sort by ratings. Uh, so you want the five star ratings first. Number four is to then do some digging on the coach or coaches who have caught your attention. So notice that price is nowhere in the first cons four considerations, and there is a reason for that. Uh, if you were on the HV Training newsletter, you know last week I sent out the newsletter on, on Tuesday or Wednesday, I think it was, and I said, is this on your mind? And it's interesting that uh, I have a lot of unsubscribes, actually, um, which I find fascinating because I talked about inflation and the importance of investing in yourself. I, I mentioned in the uh, you know happenings of the HV Training, the update here that my wife and I are prioritizing taking care of ourselves. Uh, and that is very important, whereas a lot of people cut costs there. So that was kind of last week's um, newsletter. And the thing, the reason I'm mentioning this is because price is on a lot of our minds, but you cannot buy a strength training program based solely off of price. Now notice Erin's is by far the highest price here, but it's very specific and she's got 30 plus years of experience. I'd say every penny is worth it. If anything, I'd say she's undercharging for this. I'd say she can probably charge double, uh, but she wants to help more people. That's just me taking a guess. And I, I can be completely wrong. I don't know. I haven't asked her, but I know her and I know her stuff and it's high quality. So $3.99 for a 12-week program. Yes, please. I will take that. Um, and it's also very specific. It's the Dr. Stacy Sims uh, workouts. So we're talking about menopause or women specific training that goes around your menstrual cycle. So that is a very high level of training and it's a specialty. If someone else is offering that for even half the price, I'd still buy errands. I would find the money because if it's important to us, we can find the money, right? If your car gets towed to the pound and you just rebalanced your checking account and you're $150 short of paying the fine to get it out and you need to drive to, I don't know, Cleveland in three, in three hours because, I don't know, something's happening and you have to be there, you will find the money. You will find it. And it's the same thing when it comes to our strength training. Now, most people are looking at a pre-made plan because they're on a budget. Things are getting tight or you're looking ahead. Maybe the race fees went up. Maybe you want a new bike. Uh, maybe you just hired a coach for your swim bike run. So you're on a budget. However, that said, you only get one body. So you want to make sure and this is number six, you want to make sure you're getting a program that is built towards what you need. And this is a little bit tougher, right? So I know that my strength training programs, the one that I've put out there, uh, I'm trying to hit about 80% of the people out there. So the 12-week core strength for endurance athlete, that is built off of my 18 and a half years in and around the endurance sport, 19 and a half years, wow, almost 20 years, uh, in and around cycling and triathlon, seeing literally tens of thousands of cyclists and triathletes, uh, not that I've personally worked with necessarily, but at races, at events, on group rides, out at my own races, um, watching races on the side. I understand movement 
I understand what leads to it. I may not know the nuances for that individual person, but that program is built to hit 80 to 90% of the people out there to give them the solid foundation they need to move forward. Um, and that's what you're looking for. Number six is, is this going to meet my basic needs right now? And we need to say basic. We have to start at the lowest hanging fruit. And this is very challenging. You want to start, you got to take your ego and you got to put it on the side and say, what are my needs? Am I able to squat properly? Am I able to deadlift or hinge properly? Same thing. Uh, am I able to push, pull, and press overhead properly? And this is where you can, and even then, I'd still say two and a half years experience. If someone has taken the strength training for cyclist certification course uh, that I put out there, that's the first and only one in the world that I know of, um, I would say I wouldn't necessarily buy a pre-made training plan from them unless they have at least two and a half years experience of working with people in person. Because I do know a number of uh, new personal trainers or newer, you know, they're, they're five years or less in the in the industry, uh, have come through that because they are working with cyclists and triathletes and they enjoy working with them and they're looking for a resource. And they ask me like, how does this work for cyclists and triathletes? And it's, hey, we're unwinding the common issues they're having. We're tying in upper body to the lower body so that you're getting better movement patterns and allowing them to understand that it's not just legs and core. Uh, and allows them to progress forward. And uh, they're doing really well with it. Um, I do email follow-ups every once in a while with some of the coaches who come through. And those personal trainers are seeing fantastic results because they have the in-person skills. They didn't just take a course online and say, okay, I'm certified and I can do this and build a pre-made training plan. Uh, and of note, interestingly, uh, I don't think any of those who have gone through the program or uh, the certification have created pre-made training programs. And I, I huge kudos to them because they all understand that's the type of person it attracts. As someone who understands, uh, I need a deeper well of understanding. I need to have focus and be able to develop my own thought process to come to the conclusion that this athlete needs X or Y, and then we go and see what we see. Um, versus the folks who don't take that course on the strength training for cyclist certification course that I produced are those that want, hey, my athlete has uh, something weird going on with their shoulder blade. What is the answer? <laughs> That's not the type of person who, who takes the course. Uh, it's very interesting to see. Um, anyhow, I digress. So back on point. So number one, just to recap, Number one, we talked about going to the website, see what they recommend, uh, natural listing, and then you list it um, bestseller. Um, and then you can go and ask a friend, uh, or actually better yet, four or five friends who they've heard of or who they have actually used programs from. Number three is then to go back to the website and go through the ratings, go high to low. So we want the five star up front. And then number four is based on those three first parts, doing 45 minutes to an hour and a half of research on the coach or coaches who you find interesting, who you think could work with you. The number five um, is to go through and, and look for a program that is going to meet you where you're at. Um, from here, let's stop there with the numbers because uh, it'll get a little bit confusing. But from there, um, I said technically six is price. Um, but when it comes to price, you have to remember you only get one body. So we really wanna make sure we're finding a training plan that is meeting you where you're at. And we're gonna come back to uh, V, your email, where you made a statement, which I, I think in my assessment, my current understanding and from what I've seen is, is mostly true. Um, most 
seem to be just generic, or excuse me, most seem to just be generic strength programs thrown together and labeled for cyclists or triathletes, um, or they are just tons of lower body and core exercises. I would say that's a very true statement. Um, and I know it's a little bit difficult, right? How do you know? Well, when you look at the training program um, and you see, you know, some of them have details. So, you know, it has three, four, five lower body exercises, then bicep curls and tricep extensions. That's probably not a program built by someone who actually understands movement very well uh, from a strength side. They could be a phenomenal running coach, an amazing swim coach, and a fantastic cycling coach who can tell you all the ins and outs of how to climb, how to time trial, how to position your body on the bike to get the fastest time However, when it comes to strength training, that is not their forte. Now, that said, there are only so many basic human movements. We have push, pull, squat, hinge, press, and rotary stability, right? So I've heard someone else do push, pull, squat, lunge, and um, core stiffness, you know? So there's lots of different ways to term it, but the basic human movements are the basic human movements. So we want to keep that in perspective. When you're starting at the beginning, guess what? You've got to start at the beginning. So you have to start with learning these basic movements. And that's where it comes back to number four or number three, I should say, who is this coach doing your research and looking and digging? Do they truly deeply understand human movement or are they like, oh, I'm a really great uh, triathlete. I qualified 18 million times for national championships and I went to Kona 47 times um, and this is my strength training program. And I'm just, I'm making this up. I, I don't have anybody in mind when I'm, I'm just saying that as endurance athletes, we have this proclivity or, or uh, obsession rather to follow a coach because they themselves accomplish something. And when it comes to strength training, that's actually, that can be very dangerous. Now that's not to say that there isn't something to that. If you want to lose weight and look like a bodybuilder, you probably should not be working with me. In fact, I can tell you, you should not be working with me. If you are looking to look more like a bodybuilder, but you want to have good movement, good posture, feel good, not have pain, I'm totally your guy. We can do that. We can get your body fat down. Am I going to be able to tell you, oh, well, this type of rice is better than this type of rice. I'm just making this up. This type of rice is better than that type of rice because it's more filling and the GI. Absolutely not. So if you want to do uh, a bodybuilding competition, not your guy. And this comes back to the right plan for me. So V, that was your question. How do I, uh, how do I choose a strength training program that will actually help me? This is where you have to know yourself. What are your needs? What are you looking for and what do you need? Those are two different things. And this is where understanding that coach, getting to know their background of how things work is so absolutely important. So these are a lot of considerations. It's not that simple. But this is the thought process that I would I would say you need to go through, right? Um, now, if we want to dig down a little bit more, let, let's look at, you know, I see a lot of low price, cheap programs on Training Peaks, but I'm not sure about those who wrote them and if it'll help me. Um, look at the, the details. I know that for the plans that I have, I don't have details there. And the reason I did that is because that's, that's essentially putting the, the program up there. Um, I'm not a big fan of that. I think that, you know, there is a lot of transparency that, that some folks have. I know that um, 
this one that that has they have quite a number of of um, plans on here that they have actual you know set one set two with examples you know pictures of each of the exercises uh, I don't think they actually give the sets and repetitions nope they do they give their sets and repetitions uh, and that's totally cool that's what they want to do the way I look at it is I've written so many articles for Pet Cycling News I've created um, I wrote a book which in and of itself was like I don't know, 250 hours of writing and put everything out there. Um, my approach is, is that if people are looking for a plan and they want a good quality plan uh, with someone who knows how to get performance and, and help them feel better, I'm not talking about top, top, top level, you know, world-class like Alon and Rotem finishing 12th and 5th in the world on, on the track. I'm talking about everyday people like you and me. Like I'm not a fast cyclist. If you come ride with me, chances are I'm probably going to be the last person up the hill. <laughs> Just... Let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. But when it comes to understanding movement and being able to say, hey, why didn't you follow that wheel? Like, well, why, why, why would I follow that wheel? How do you know that, that that's the guy that won? How do you know that? Look at their movements. So that I can tell you. So the reason, you know, when you're looking, you want to do that background dig is because some people, other coaches are very much like myself. They are not going to put uh, the sets and repetitions there. You know, and that's kind of one of those things that uh, I think V, you're getting at. You know, uh, let's open up a training sample week: uh, bench press, lat pull downs, lat uh, shoulder raises, dumbbell pullover, uh, bicep curls, calf raises. That's a very generic. You know, and looking at the sets and repetitions, it's a very generic program. That doesn't mean it's bad. Like you have to understand the person who's writing it and their knowledge and skill set before you can say it's a bad program. And that also depends on where the person is. So that's why that thought process is uh, exactly what we just went through. Now let's touch on the cheap. Um, this will be the last thing that we talk about today. As I'm sure you can hear, I can talk about this forever. I've really helped, I think, close to 50 people via phone and Zoom the last three or four weeks before we started packing, um, choose tr training programs, strength training programs. And, and I, I think it's like a 50-50 split of people working with me in either my program or me individually or in, and the other half, close to half, if I'm not mistaken, being referred out to someone else, either in person uh, for someone local or uh, for another program by another coach, because that's what's right for them. Um, the cheap part, um, this is my opinion. This is not fact. When I look at the marketplace for training peaks, uh, I see a race to the bottom. I see a race, especially for strength training. Uh, people are trying to commoditize it, which is a big red flag for me. Like I even debated, do I even want to put my strength training programs on training peaks? Uh, because um, it's not the, the, the way I want it to be delivered. It, it's not, I don't want you to have to click a link and watch a video and then go back and you could accidentally delete something. But I, I put it there because that's where most of you are. Um, it's a race to the bottom. And, and you know, there's a little bit of hope. I see uh, Aaron Carson's 12-week uh, doctor, Stacey Fim, Sims EC Fit Strength Series 1 FS. She has 32 ratings of 4.34. So that tells you 32 people decided to rate. Most gave it a 5. A little bit more gave it a 4. So that's a pretty good program. $400, $399. Again, I think it's worth double that, just knowing Aaron. I think that is a fantastic way to get started uh, for those who fit into that. Um, anyhow, uh, 
the pricing, I think Erin is a, a great, the reason I, I mentioned her is because that's a great example of, this is somebody you know it's high quality. There's a lot of information out there that she's done. Um, Chris Hendy is also here from Strength Endurance. You're going to hear from him here on the podcast in the next two or three weeks. I uh, just have to edit that and then that'll go up. He and I had a great conversation. He's got a couple plans up here. Uh, I think he, if I'm not mistaken, he partnered uh, with another coach um, to help, you know, the other coaches like, hey, swim, bike, run is my thing. Can you do the strength? Because that's your thing. And and by the way, Steve, uh, uh, Chris rather is a really good guy to follow. Uh, he's got some really interesting stuff on Instagram right now. Uh, strength for endurance. He's doing like strength standards. Uh, and then another is Michael Erickson, who is basing this off of um, scientific research. So his is $49. That was the most expensive one on the platform until Aaron's came out and until mine came out. So Aaron's is above and beyond. It's a very specific niche market and something she's been working years at, as well as has worked alongside Dr. Stacy Sims. So yes, again, worth double that. Uh, and Eric's has sold well. Michael Erickson's has sold well at $49 because people know him. This ties back to that third step of, of he has a podcast. He has a blog. You can go and learn a lot of stuff about him and understand where he's coming at from. So do I think going on to Training Peaks and saying, you know what, I only got 40 bucks, so I need to find a plan for 40 bucks is smart. Smart, no. Do people feel it's a necessity because they are on a budget? Yes. However, you only get one body and you've got to be really careful about who you are letting to write your strength training program. And we'll close. Um, we'll close. Yeah, sorry, I'm just clicking around here. We're going to close with two thoughts. So the first thought is when it comes to strength training programs, and I'm, I'm speaking really about myself. I'm a horrible marketer. I'm really bad at marketing. Like I just went through and rewrote the descriptions for the Stronger After 50 program uh, because my business coach was like, that is not, that is not going to help people. You're not meeting the people where they are. You're just talking about your experience and telling them this program is important for them because it will hit the things that they need. But you got to talk about what they need. So number one, there are some coaches out there who are phenomenal marketers. But when it comes to coaching, they're okay or not good at all. And that's where you've got to do your homework. Number two, you only get one body. When it comes to strength training, it's really, really easy to completely mess somebody up for the rest of their life. Herniated disc, end plate fractures. Those are just the two things that come to mind for, for spine for me hip injuries, knee injuries, soft tissue injuries at the, the ligamentous, uh, excuse me, at the tendomuscular um, uh, junction, uh, ligamentous injuries. There are so many ways that you can easily mess somebody up. And you can hear it gets me hot under the collar a little bit. And the reason why is because these are people who are being reckless and just putting programs out there because, hey, it works. So you're just exercising. It's no big deal. When it comes to strength training, it is really, really easy to mess somebody up. Any idiot can put together a program and make you tired and make you have delayed onset muscle soreness for three, four days. Hey, you can't walk downstairs. Must have been a good workout. Hey. And uh, Vern, not related to V, completely different. Vern said, I know you said, Vern, don't go down that path of talking down others. 
I'm speaking in generalities because this is really important right now. Uh, I really want to stress that you can get really messed up for the rest of your life if you're following a poorly written strength training program and you're not paying attention to your needs and your thinking price. It's really hard to overtrain somebody and it's really hard to injure somebody when it comes to swim, bike, run. Like that person has to really drive themselves into a hole and they have to have a personality type and predisposition and usually... Nine times out of 10, it's going to be really freaking hard to buy a pre-made training program and overtrain yourself unless you're not see, you know, truly overtrained, not overreaching because you're not eating well, you're not sleeping, you're not getting the rest and recovery you need, but it's really, really hard to hurt somebody with an endurance pre-made training plan. Most people are going to kick out at some point before that happens, but in strength training, you try and do too much too soon, the tissues haven't adapted, technique isn't as good or the load is too high there goes your back. And there are literally thousands of videos on TikTok and Instagram with exactly that. This is how I hurt my back. This is how I hurt my back. And most of them are deadlifts or kettlebell swings. And people say, oh, well, that's a bad exercise. No, the load was inappropriate and their movements weren't very good. So you've got to be careful when you're choosing the strength training programs. So uh, this is a little bit longer than I expected. I thought it was going to be closer to half hour or pushing 45 minutes. Uh, but these you can hear there's a lot of important considerations. Um, so V, here's here's your answer uh, in a nutshell. Number one is go to Training Peaks, go to Train Heroic. Uh, why am I mentioning those two? Because they're reputable. Uh, I'm familiar with both of them. So I feel comfortable saying if there is a coach on there, they probably have credentials and experience to back up. And they would quote unquote belong in putting together a strength program. Painting together in large, broad strokes, okay? So that doesn't mean it covers everybody, but most people. Um, number two is ask friends. What worked for you? Who have you tried? What did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? How sore were you? What results, if any, did you see in your swim, bike, or run? So getting very specific, I know you're a cyclist, you said cycling. So ask, what results do they see? And if they can't say that they saw good results that stuck around for a season or most of a season, maybe the program isn't that good. Maybe they were just a beginner at strength training or maybe they stopped strength training and saw those results fall off because they weren't stimulating the body to adapt anymore. That's an important consideration. Maybe we'll talk about it in another one. Your strength training should be year-round or close to it. You know, if you want to take the peak season four weeks off from strength training, sure, not a problem. But beyond that, you should be strength training year-round. Um, number three, do some digging. You know, go to the best, you know, highest rated, look at the ratings of five-star, go all the way down to the three-star reviews because sometimes the three-star... I know myself. I know the programs work extremely well. I also know the people who rated it lower, uh, closer to three, it, it was just not what they were thinking of. It's a very different approach to training. And everybody says that. This is so different than anything I've ever seen or done before. And many people who are doing it from the pre-made program say, it took me a month to like get used to this different approach because it's so different. Cool. Then the next is do your research. Dig read, watch, and maybe even pick up the phone or type on the keyboard and say, hey, you know, I'm looking at one of your pre-made programs. I don't expect free coaching, but can you help me choose which one or can you tell me a little bit more? Most of the coaches I know will take three or four minutes to respond and at least try and give you a little bit of guidance. And I know the really good ones are going to say, if they feel this way, you know what? my programs aren't a really good match for you. So I would not recommend any of my programs or maybe you should check out this coach instead. That's a professional. 
They're not thinking about sales. They're thinking about how do I meet this person where they are to help them. So uh, V, I hope we answered your question. Um, you know, um, yeah, there are a lot of low price, cheap programs on Training Peaks, and I also don't know much about, and I'm not sure about many who wrote them. Um, so do a little bit of digging. Um, that's what I would do. Uh, I'm not going to do that because I'm in the process of producing uh, for people like yourself. Um, and yeah, uh, I would say that a lot of people just throw together a generic program and say for cyclists, lots of lower body and core exercises. I think that is a very fair assessment that's a, a, um, unfortunate right now. But uh, now you and the listeners here are armed with the knowledge and skills that you need to be able to find a good program for you. Uh, we'll wrap up with two things here. Number one, the strength training uh, for cyclist certification course is open. If you are interested in learning the progressions and regressions, uh, you can go ahead and grab that by heading on over to the Human Vortex Training website. Uh, the second is the Stronger After 50 program now has better written descriptions. So you actually have a better understanding of what's in there. So you can figure out what will work for you. Now, I want to stress for that. For these programs, it is a full year program. So once you go through the end of season unwind, which you should, because that's going to prepare the tissues and the body to unwind a lot of the tightness we have as cyclists and triathletes, you'll want to choose one program path for the year. So it's either bands and body weight, kettlebells and bands, or kettlebells, dumbbells, and barbells. Choose one path and stick to it because each of the programs is different. The progression is not simply switching out a band exercise for a kettlebell. It is very different. So make sure you're looking ahead a little bit or thinking about what you need or where you are on your journey. If you're a beginner, start with the body weight and bands. If you're a beginner intermediate, You've been doing this for a little bit. You move well. Your movement quality is pretty good. Go for the kettlebells and bands. Uh, or if you've been doing this three, four, five years and you have excellent technique and you've been loading yourself for at least nine of the last 12 months with strength training, then go ahead and check out the uh, kettlebells, barbells, and dumbbells program. But uh, that one really is for folks who have been training really year-round uh, with uh, some type of weight. So it'll take you fully through the year. It ties extremely well and easily into your strength training and, or excuse me, to your on-bike or swim-bike run training. That's two strength training days a week. That is it. I will wrap up here for today. Thank you very much for listening. Please make sure to give a rating uh, over on iTunes or whatever platform you are listening, and share this podcast with anybody you think or know needs to hear the information in it. Until next week, remember, train smarter, not harder, because it is all about you. Have a great week. That's it for this episode. Check out humanvortextraining.com for more great content and to keep learning.